Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, planning for retirement does not have to be complicated. Today, we've got 10 tips so you can hit the easy button and enjoy the journey along the road to retirement even better than most people imagine. Just stay tuned here. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Hey, welcome in, everyone. I'm Steve Siddall. Kevin Brooker's here. We have uh, got a lot to go on. Kevin's been helping folks for more than 30 years getting to and through retirement. Hey, Kevin, how are you? I am great. It's good to be here, and happy new year to everybody. Happy 2024. Sure. And uh, so here's a question for you. Uh, how long do you say happy new year? You know, I've wondered about that myself. Here's, you know who <laughs> has an answer? Larry uh, David. No, oh, is that right? <laughs> It's a little late, frankly, for the Happy New Year's, you know? Why? Just happened a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, that's too long. Uh, statute of limitations is kind of run out on the New Year. Three days. Plenty. Three days. Now you know. <laughs> three days. All right. For those of you that didn't know, I guess now we have the answer. It's three days. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you know the way I look at it, if you haven't seen them since the New Year, then you can say Happy New Year. But That's what I, I'm I, thinking. You know, but I get it. If you if it's like March, you know, it might, it might not seem doesn't not seem, seem right. appropriate. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. So but, I mean, uh, you know, when we talk about you, you talked about um, planning for retirement doesn't have to be complicated. Boy, it sure sounds complicated, Kevin. Yeah, you know, I mean, what, there's so many moving parts. There are there is a lot of moving, but there are a lot of moving parts, and 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 the thing is, they they kind of keep moving. You know, and what I mean by that is is that you can figure out, you know, we all want to, and some of the things I'll, I'll mention, you know, you definitely want to have a budget while you're retired when, you know, hopefully you did it before you retired because we need to take into account, you know, your living situation after you've stopped working, right? Because a lot of things are going to change. Your spending habits will change um, and, and, and many other things will change too. Chances are your expenses are going to change. And we all know that every year with inflation or every month or however often they decide to raise prices, those are the moving parts. So to me, the moving parts are inflation, which a lot of people don't, I don't think they spend enough time really thinking about because they're looking at it, you know, all of us, a lot of us get used to living in, in today's terms. And so we budget based on today, right? Mm -hmm. But 
But the fact is, and we all know this from the last few years, inflation can rear its ugly head at any point in time. And we need to make sure we're ready for it so that if you're you know, five, six years, 10 years, 12 years into retirement, and you get hit with another bout of inflation, that it doesn't cause you any cash flow problems and you can still do everything you want to do. So it is important. There are a lot of moving parts. I guess some people say it's uh, it's simple, but not easy. There you go. That it- that makes any sense. To it anybody. does make sense. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we one of the things that happens, and we've talked about this before, is when you get to the point where, you know, you've been saving all of your life and, and now it comes time to, to earn that reward or the, to get that reward that you've been saving for. That's a difficult transition. We've got to we've got to shift your viewpoint. It, it is for sure. And I, I think that's one of the biggest the biggest obstacles, the hardest uh, adjustments for a lot of people to make is, you know, the shifting of your viewpoint. And, and what we're referring to is, you know, you've spent your entire life, chances are your entire working life when you were introduced to the 401k, you know, your, your goal has been to accumulate and to grow and to put, it, put the money away to save it, right? Yes. And, and, and I've met a lot of people and there, there's a book, uh, actually there's a book out there some of you might have heard of called The Millionaire Next Door. And what the book talks about is that, uh, is, is kind of people like this that have been scrimping and saving their entire life. And, and then because they're so diligent at doing it and they're so focused on doing it, they don't like to spend money on really anything um, because it's, it's, it would, you know, decumulate that cash pile. Right. Right. So, so a lot of times you'll see these people that, that, you know, it could be an older person, but they're wearing like these old clothes and they're driving a, you know, old car and, you know, their house doesn't look, it's not, they don't live in the mansion on the Hill, you know, they just, it's a normal house and, and there's nothing that looks at them. And when you look at them and you say, wow, that person looks like they got a lot of money because they don't, they don't look like they have any money. And that's, that's the premise of that book. The millionaire next door is the person that you probably don't think has any money. They've probably got a seven figure portfolio. Probably Um, so. You know, there's, I've met a lot of people like this and, and I go, I go into their house and my, my wife used to make a joke about, you know, it it looks like carpeting from the (laughs) seventies and, and, And and the colors, you know, the colors, the greens sure. and the golds, and, and the bronze and, or the and the and the yeah, the golden hues. Yes, yeah, the golden <laughs> the golden hues and uh, and yellow yeah, appliances. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and and that green, that pale green telephone. Oh, that right? was terrible. <laughs> Remember that one? Yes. And 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 so you can see they've got these things, and they're and and to me, my, the message that it tells me is that you know this person is disciplined. They don't want to waste money on anything frivolous. And they know that if something is still working and doing the job it's supposed to do, why do I need to spend money and buying a new one? Right? Because right. I've, I've, you know, like me and, my, all right, me and my wife, not that we're millionaires, but we do drive cars that are 20 years old. Actually, actually, as Sam corrected, 21 years old. Now. <laughs> uh, they're both models 03. We bought them brand new, both of them in 2003. And, and this is the first time in my life that I've ever owned a car for over 20 years. And all of my younger days, you know, I think I was like a lot of other, at least a lot of other young men that, you know, they always want the latest and the greatest and the newest. And so I went through a period of time every two, three years, I was getting a new car. And, and then you step back and you look at what you're doing. You say, wait a minute, look at all this money I'm spending on something that's a depreciating asset, right? Maybe, maybe somebody will get lucky when you, uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know if you bought a, you bought a 57 Chevy and you still hold on to it. Maybe it's worth a lot of money. Uh, you know, some of the classic cars can definitely make you some money, but I don't think anybody buys any of these cars with the idea that, you know, I'm going to hold on to it forever and until it's an antique and it'll be a classic car that's worth a lot more money. Right. You know, so, so, so to me, the, the moral of the story is that when, when you spend your life accumulating and putting things away, psychologically, it can be very difficult 
to give yourself permission to spend that money. And, and it can be, if it can make some people feel insecure because they start to worry. It can give it, get, some people get anxiety about it. Cause they're like, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm, I like having that much money, you know, saved and, and it, and it can make them un, very uncomfortable. So that's one of the things that we need to work on is that we need to shift from having accumulation of this big, you know, pot full of money, if you will. And we need to shift that into something to generate cash flow, right? So that you have enough income so that you can, you can do the things you want to do. You need to replace that check that you used to get from your employer. And so a lot of people, you know, most everybody has, will have social security, but we've all heard that's only supposed to be one leg of a, of a three-legged stool. You're, you're, you're supposed to have, you know, back in the, back in the old days, we talked about, we talked about one of those legs being a pension plan, right? But how many people have pension plans now? The, uh, the answer negligible. is not many. <laughs> yeah, the answer is not many. You know, unless you work for a federal for a government uh, agency, those are pretty much the only ones left that really have a pension. So what a lot of people do is they look for something to generate extra income, and that's something that's important. We need to shift our mindset to it. That's something a good advisor can help you with. Sure. And folks, if you'd like to reach out to Kevin, he's available for you. Check out the website. That's silverleaffinancial.com. Silverleaffinancial.com is the website. You can also give him a call. It's 800-975-6717. I mentioned at the top of the show, 30 years you've been doing this. This is, uh, you know, I mean, we're rounding the corner into 2024. I mean, it's here. We're ready. And uh, how are you feeling about the year ahead? Uh, you know what? I think uh, I think like a lot of other people that that work in the industry, it, it I feel good about the year ahead, but I would not be surprised to see a little bit of weakness because we've come off of nine weeks in a row where the markets were hitting hitting highs, hitting new highs. Right. And every week for nine weeks, uh, all the way through the end of the year, and so it, that's abnormal, guys. That's not that's not normal trading. Typically, we don't see that you know nine weeks in a row. And, and so we, we had a nice jump. A lot of stocks were up 20% just since the first part of November. Uh, so, you know, 10% a month is pretty extreme. And so I, I would not at all be surprised to see some weakness. Um, however, as of right now, the economy is actually doing really well, right? It, 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 is, it is doing well in terms of how we measure productivity. GDP growth came in over, over 5% in the third quarter. We're still seeing unemployment rate below 4%. And until we see an uptick, and the, and the amount of people that are unemployed or the people that are that losing jobs, we start to see a bunch of headlines about losing jobs. I personally don't think that the economy is 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 uh, going to go into a recession or show any signs of a recession. It's going to slow down for sure. You know, there's no way that the government could pass, you know, over uh, what five percent interest rates um, in what a year and a half. And it's not going to slow down the economy. The whole point is to slow down the economy because it got because it got overheated. And this goes all the way back to COVID and the pandemic. I don't believe personally, I don't believe that it has anything to do with who's sitting in the White House. I don't think it has anything to do with who was sitting in the White House before. I think it all has to do with COVID and the pandemic and the, and the shock to the economies around the world uh, that happened because it's simply something that hasn't happened ever uh, in, in this country before. We had another uh, pandemic, what, 100 years ago, but obviously we didn't have technology and all the other things that we, that we have now. Right. And, so I think it was the to me it was the shock of the pandemic and COVID and, and the shutdown. I like the I like the overview, Kevin, and that kind of gets back into what we're talking about here is is reviewing your income. I mean, how much money do you need? How are you going to get that? Uh, how are you going to get those bills paid? That's where the income yes, comes in. It it is for sure, and I'll tell you what. This is you know, granted, this is what I do. I, I focus on retirement planning, um, and and this is what I do every day, all day. This is what I do, and and so it's really important 
you know, one of the first things to, to, as I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show, hopefully everybody has a budget. You should just, just sit down and write something down. It doesn't have to be something fancy. It doesn't have to be 10 pages. You can just sit down with a pen and paper and write down, write down, just go to your bank account, pull up your account online, look at all the checks you wrote, look at the expenses. Maybe you know everything off the top of your head, right? Maybe you know all your utilities. Hope That'd be great if everybody knew exactly how much you spend every month on everything. That would be awesome, all right? Because then you know exactly what you need and, and you can budget for it. And so what we want to do is we want to figure out we're going to look at your assets and your liabilities and we're going to look at all the cash you have you know, coming in and all the money you have coming out, right? Because we need to make sure you're cash flow positive. So you've got more money coming in every month than you're spending, right? So that's cash flow positive. And, and, and so that's, that's what we want to generate. We're going to start off looking at your social security, social security amounts, right? Okay. So everybody hopefully has gone to the social security website. I, I want with SSA.gov, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Uh, you know, set up your own account. You got to go through, through the authentication, but then you can check to make sure that your earnings record is accurate. Because I went on there, I've mentioned this a few times before, but just so in case you haven't heard, they make mistakes too, right? Yes. I know as, I know as hard, hard as that might be to believe that the federal government can make a mistake, but they do. And I went on to the government's uh, Social Security website a while back. This is a few years ago now. But I was looking at my earnings record, and then I see one year where it has zeros. I'm like, wait a minute. I, I wish I could have taken a year off. Yeah. You know, but, 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 but I never did. And same thing for my wife. For the entire year, they had zero, which means that um, that's not getting counted towards Social Security, right? So it was it was a bit of a mess. I had to get to get together with the Social Security office and the IRS with my tax returns, and I had to send all kinds of documentation. Um, but I got it corrected. I got it fixed, and it resulted in a bump, right? A little bit of a bump, not huge, but there's a little bit of a bump because Social Security counts every quarter that you work. And, and so it's your earnings history and obviously the amount of money you make and when you claim that's going to affect the amount of your check. But you want to make sure the earnings history is accurate because otherwise you're going to be getting shortchanged on the amount of Social Security that you should be getting every month. That's funny. You, you mentioned that. And I think the last time you mentioned that, it, it caused me to go out and look at my earnings record. And I and I went I was going down, and I was going down and there was one year that there were two identical um, incomes. Right. This much, okay. this much, right? Yeah. I thought, well, that's that's kind of weird. I don't, I don't think that happened. <laughs> so right? anyway, yeah. yeah, and and I, so I, I reached out, and uh, they said, okay, because uh, it was way back in two thousand. Yeah, exactly. Right. And right. and so you said, okay, we'll take it off, because I, I, I just figured it was going to come back and bite me. It, if there's a, there's a good chance that it will. Yeah. So yeah. I, th- I, I personally, I think any mistakes should be corrected because then you, you're, you're dealing with the unknowns otherwise, oh, right? Yeah. Who knows what, if it comes back and bites you or when or how badly it bites you. Right. You know, who, who, I'd be stressed out just thinking about that. I'm, personally, I, don't, I, don't, I want to do everything I can to reduce stress and anxiety and, and hopefully have a worry-free retirement. And, and so that's, that's the name of the game for me. Um, and, and I know a lot of other people feel the same way. And so if I see a mistake out there, I want to get it fixed. I want to get it corrected and make sure that's right. Um, and by the way, remember, guys, the Social Security numbers that are out there, those are estimates. So they're not guarantees that they're going to be a 100% accurate. Uh, from everything that people have told me, I have not yet claimed. From everything that I've heard from people that have claimed, the numbers are very, very close. Um, but I have, peop- I have people tell me that they didn't match exactly to what the estimates were. So you want to make sure you take a look at it, stay on top of it, because that's going to be a big source of income for you. 
you know, when, when you do retire, there's, there's roughly 35 or 40% of the people that receive that check that it's the only income they have. And so um, if that's the case for you, if anybody is, that's only going to be the only source of income, you definitely want to do everything you can to wait as long as you can to claim it. Because each year you wait to claim, it's going to jump another up enough by about 8% per year. So um, a lot of people, a lot of research has been done on this. And the estimates are that over half the population would benefit by waiting until the age of 70 to claim their Social Security. But yet over half the population claims at 62. Yeah, they do. They do. And and that's, uh, it's unfortunate because they're, they're, if that person, if they live much past 80, then they shortchange themselves because the break-even point, uh, if you look at the math and you do the math of claiming at 62 and collecting those checks every month, right? You got eight years of checks that somebody that waits till 70 did not receive, right? Yes. So the person, so the person waiting until 70, you're way behind the eight ball starting off because you didn't get those last eight years of checks. So the question is, how long is it going to take you to make that amount of money, the total cumulative amount that you would have received? How long is it going to take you to make that and then to pass it up? And the answer is your early 80s. It's between 80 and 82. And over 90% of the cases that I've looked at, it's between 80 and 82 is your break even point. And so if you think that there's a good chance you'll live past the age of 82, then I would say then then to me, that means you definitely should wait until the age of 70 to claim because um, you you will continue to get the cost of living adjustments. Right. But if you're starting off from a higher level, you're going to get that you're going to get that much more income in retirement. And, and to me, I'm much more concerned about running out of money while I'm alive than I am dying before I've spent all my money or collected enough from Social Security. I think that's most of us, Kevin. You know, yeah. that, well, God, you know, it's surprising to me, Steve, how many people tell me that, you know, they, they, they'll, they'll, they'll feel foolish if they, you know, if they hadn't claimed their Social Security and then they die prematurely. And I, and, and I said, what do you care? My answer is, why do you care? I mean, I don't, I just don't understand. <laughs> I just don't understand. It. Right. Because you're, you're gone, man. You can't use it, you know? And uh, so, so anyway, but, but, it, but it's funny because, you know, there's the, uh, there's so many people um, that, that talk about their social security and they don't, uh, um, I don't know, they, 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 there's a lot of people that knock the program, but yet they don't, they don't ever want to give up on the program. I, I guess I've got mixed, mixed feelings on it. Um, I think social security is a fantastic creation that came out of, the, of uh, in the thirties, right. And with FDR. And I think it's a wonderful tool because it keeps, otherwise, I think we'd have millions of, of homeless people that are in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. Oh, yeah, and no I, question. You know, and I don't think anybody wants to see that. Oh, no. So uh, I think it's important, though, that we look at it and we, and we set up some other guaranteed sources of income uh, so that you have supplements to the Social Security so that you can continue to live the life that you want to live. How do so we, that's how do where we, a good advisor can help. Well, and then how do we generate that income, Kevin? Well, you know, that is a really good question, Steve. And you know what? What we need to do is we, we, we want to sit down and we're going to have a conversation. We're going to talk about, you know, how much risk you want to take, your time frame, how much income you need. And of course, what assets you have that we can use to generate the income. And so a lot of people might have heard, you know, that that you can use you can use your stock and bond portfolio to generate income, which is definitely true for as long as you've got value in the portfolio. Mm-hmm. The, the problem is what we call sequence risk. And without getting too complicated, Sequence risk, basically what it means is that if the market drops the first several years after you retire, there's a really good chance you're going to run out of money. That's what it means. 
if on count, so in other words, if you kept all your money in the stock market uh, in the late nineties, and then you retired in 2000, right? You kept everything in the stock market and then the market crashes for the next three years, you lost half your portfolio. So if you're planning on living off of that portfolio and it drops, it gets cut in half, you got just, you've got yourself a problem, right? Mm -hmm. And so to me, if you remember guys earlier, I talked about how for me, a worry-free retirement is the goal. And so that means I don't want to be thinking about the stock market in terms of, is it going to jeopardize my, my standard of living because I lost some money. I'm not saying I wouldn't have any money in the market. I'm saying I'm not going to be using the stock market to generate income for me and my wife. I'm going to be using other vehicles that are guaranteed. It could be as, it could be as simple as, as an interest-bearing account at a bank. If you've got, if you've got a million dollars and you can put it into an account that's guaranteed you to pay you 6%, then you've got $5,000 a month in interest income from that money without touching the principal, right? Yeah. So, so if you're in a position like that, that to me seems like a very stress-free, easy way to do it if the interest rates are high enough. But remember, we came out of an environment that interest rates were so low for so long, you could barely even get 3%. And so a lot of people look to other vehicles and one of the biggest ones they look at are annuity products, all right? And guys, an annuity, it is not a four-letter word. It is not a nasty word, all right? But, but but there are so many people that I just mentioned that word and, and I can see the expression on their face turn. And, 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 and there's so many folks that seem to be programmed that these things are just bad and they don't even, they don't even want to evaluate it. And so all that I'm suggesting is to take a look at it, understand it, and then make an educated decision on whether you could benefit from it. Because the one thing that annuities will do that no other account will do is they will keep on paying you even if the account value went to zero. There is no other account that'll do that. So if you want to know that you've got income that's going to last, no matter what happens, then that contract from the annuity company is a legally binding contract where you set where it's set up properly, you have an income feature to the policy, and it'll guarantee you income as long as you follow the rules, right? And that's where your advisor can help you to make sure you're getting uh, in, involved with a company that is going to honor that obligation. So that payment is going to be there because none of us want to run out of money you know, at any point in life, but much less in your 80s or 90s. Yeah, of course. 800-975-6717 if you want to have a conversation about annuities or just getting to retirement. Kevin is your guy. Uh, he's also an author. You've written uh, several things and, and uh, make things available for uh, listeners. Yes, you know what? Yes, and there's there right right now, guys. You can go to the website silverleaffinancial.com, leaf like a tree, and right there on the homepage, you can see the five keys to a successful retirement. And it, uh, that's a book that I'd be happy to send you. I can email it uh, to to get it there right away, and it's free of charge. There's no obligation, uh, and it's a pretty easy read. But it'll give you some of the basics about the things that we're looking at as you start on that journey towards retirement. Uh, and I also have a lot of other resources available too that I'm happy to share with you. Uh, all you need to do is just go to the website, silverleaffinancial.com, put in some basic information. I'll be happy to get it to you. And, and I've got several other guides as well. So if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. I'd be happy to help you. Sure. And again, that's the kind of thing. I mean, you do that all the time. And, and I think people... People don't understand the advantage or, or really the, the, how smart it is to get a second opinion. I mean, if you've been with an advisor for a long time, have Kevin take a look. I mean, I mean, and if it's good, you're going to tell him it's good. Oh, by all means, by all means. There's a lot of there's a lot of times that I do that, and and that is a. I mean, that's exactly what I do. The fact of the matter is, you know, I because I focus on retirement planning. You know, by its nature, I'm dealing with people generally over the age of fifty. 
Um, a lot of my clients are in their 70s and 80s at this point, and they've been with me for a long, long time. Some clients have been with me since the 90s. And, and, and I, so I feel really, really good about those relationships. Um, and I also like to think that it must, it must mean they're happy with what we've been doing. Otherwise, why would somebody stick around for so long? So if you've got any questions about your advisor or you'd like a second opinion, you know, I'd be happy to give that to you because pretty much everybody that works with me now was with a different advisor before. And, and that's, that's just how, that's just how, how, uh, you know, that's how the dice tumble, I guess. Sure. And, and, and so by all means, you want to get a second opinion. If you, if you have any, you know, a lot of times it's not necessarily about performance. A lot of times people, they're not happy with the service they're receiving or they don't like calling up their company. And every time they call, they talk to a different person. And, you know, cause a lot of places, if, if you don't have the right, a big enough portfolio, you're going to get thrown in the phone. You'll, you'll go through a phone bank or a queue and it's, and it's whoever's up next. Uh, that you'll get. So it's tough to develop that relationship if you're dealing with a different person all the time. Right. And I think having that relationship that you have, I mean, it becomes, you know, it becomes a family. I mean, you're, you're close to these folks. Oh, very, very much so. Yeah. In fact, uh, some of them, some of them actually told me that they, you know, that they, they divulge more information to me than they do their own kids. And, 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 and I, and I take a lot of pride and I take, and I take that with great comfort. And, right. I, I want everybody to feel like we are, like we are, you know, like we are family. And it is important to have a, open lines of communication with your advisor because they need to know, they need to know the details, what's going on. And especially if you are in stocks, we want to make sure there's communication so that, you know, you're not uncomfortable with the portfolio, because if you're uncomfortable with it, if you're losing sleep at night, then we probably should lower the risk a little bit because that that's when, if, if people are getting upset, in my experience, it's usually when they're taking too much risk. The time to figure that out, guys, is not when the market goes down. All right. That's not the time to do it. You want to do it now. Now is a great time, actually, to look at your portfolio. You should have your year end statements. It's a great time to look at it, see how it's doing and ask yourself if you were comfortable when the mark when the market was down. You know, we hit a couple lows in 2022. Right. Bonds and stocks were down badly. Uh, we did rebound back in 23. So if looking back to 22, you want to think back about that. If you were uncomfortable, nervous, losing sleep, anything like that, now is probably a good time to lower the risk in your portfolio so that you don't have to go through that again. Right. Wow. I mean, again, it just makes sense. You know, we're starting the new year off on the right foot here. It seems, you know, you're feeling optimistic. We're going through some basic things that people need to understand. And uh, the other thing that happens now that it's January, we're looking towards April, and we know that means taxes. We need a tax strategy. Yes, yes, you definitely. And you know what? That's another reason why it's good to work to work with it, work with an advisor. And then when you get to retirement and you're taking money out of your accounts, we want to make sure we do it in the most tax advantaged way possible. Right. So maybe some years it would make sense to take take money from your Roth IRA and maybe maybe other other times it take it make more sense to take it from the traditional IRA because we want to be cognizant of what tax bracket you're in. We don't want to take a distribution, hopefully. Uh, we don't want to do anything that's going to bump you up into a higher tax bracket. And so that's why we want to, it's nice to have different accounts that you can uh, generate income from because then it gives you the flexibility to choose which account you're taking it from so that you can maximize, you know, so you can re keep the taxes to a minimum. That's what we want to do, right? Absolutely. Keep, keep, keep the taxes to a minimum and make sure those accounts last you a lifetime. Well, exactly. And and one of the ways that we can do that is to, you know, have money that that's, you know, in the safe area that we need today and tomorrow, and then down the line, money that we need 10 years from now, well, that money's still at risk and that's okay. We've got time there. Yes. 
Yes, by all means. Not, I'm a I'm a big advocate. I I believe, you know, like like I'm, and this isn't a revolutionary, but I do believe in diversification. I am a person that believes I do like annuities for certain situations. I've got a lot of clients that have them. Uh, one of the reasons people buy annuities, guys, is because of the safety that they offer. It's not always about income. I've got a lot of clients that are retired that they don't need the income, but they don't want to take the risk of losing money in stocks or they don't want to risk more money. You know, a lot of them have some money in the stock market. And this is what I was, what I was getting at. I think a, a great combination is to have a stock and bond portfolio, but then also you need to have the safe money vehicles too, because they will perform differently. They're not going, they, they won't, you know, they won't move in lockstep. Right. And, and the annuity, and I'm referring to fixed index annuities. That's the group that I like. They're not all the same. Guys, regular fixed annuities pay a set interest rate, kind of like a bank CD, right? A set rate for a set term. That's a plain vanilla fixed annuity. Then you've got a variable annuity where you pick different accounts. Uh, they call them sub accounts, but they're essentially mutual funds inside of the contract. Those you can lose money on and the variable contracts typically have the very highest expenses. Those are the ones that the writers say to be careful of, maybe avoid, because the fees can get pretty high. I've seen fees over 4% a year on some of those. All right. Then the index annuity kind of fits in the middle. You're guaranteed that you cannot lose money from a market drop, from a decline. So if you want to do something that's safe to protect your money, where a lot of them right now, you can earn up to up to 11 or 12% per year. The way that they provide you the guarantee is that you do have to give up some growth potential. But if you'd be happy with 10 or 11%, which I think most people would be, all right, in order to get a risk-free investment that you don't have risk of loss, for a lot of folks, that makes sense. And so that's where we put some money in a safe vehicle, other money in stocks and bonds. We have other money in the emergency fund. So you make sure if anything comes up, you need a new air conditioner or something that you don't have to sell an investment to raise the capital. So we want to have, you want to have all these different types of accounts. And that to me is the best formula for success. Yes, absolutely. And uh, again, one of the other things that we have to worry about, not worry about, but um, the last thing that I think most people put together when they're putting together a retirement plan is those, um, you know, the, the documents, the, the will, the, you know, the yes. power of attorney, all of those things right now is a great time to make sure that that is in order and uh, in the right way. It, it is for sure. And I would definitely recommend everybody have those documents in place. Um, you know, the, the powers of attorney, you can set it up for healthcare. You can set one up for finance. I've got me and my wife set these up years ago. Um, and for those do it yourselfers out there, you guys, there are websites, you know, legal websites that you can actually do it yourself. I set these up myself. Uh, you know, I think it was I less than a hundred bucks and I was able to set these up myself through an attorney online. Um, but that's if, if you're comfortable with it, I'm just giving you an alternative rather than going to see an attorney. If you don't want to, if you're comfortable working on your own, doing it online, mm -hmm. you can do it online yourself. And then the other thing, by the way, a lot of people I meet uh, years ago, gosh, 20 years ago, probably. In Illinois, I think one of the Chicago newspapers, they, were, they did a series of articles on something called trust mills. And, and what they were referring to is a lot, of, a lot of lawyers and a lot of other people will put on these presentations, invite you to lunch or dinner, and, and then they, and what it's about is setting up a trust and they want everybody to have a trust. And now there, there are many times a trust can be a very valuable tool. If you have a special needs child, you know, or something that uh, you, you want a tool that you can uh, disperse the money at set dates or on set accomplishments, like, you know, somebody gets a college degree or somebody turns 30 years old or something like that, then a trust is a, is a re really effective way to do it. There's a lot of different types of trusts. 
And, and so if you do go that route, make sure you talk to an experienced attorney that understands your situation. But a lot of people get trust, in my opinion, uh, that might not have needed it. In other words, if it's, if it's just a way to disperse assets, with a lot of things, you can do that with a transfer on death certificate. That, that's free, if not very cheap. And so I would suggest to look at alternatives before you spend thousands of dollars on a trust. Make sure you look around uh, and that there's not another way you can accomplish your goal without spending thousands of dollars to do it. So do you have relationships with the state planning attorneys that you could help us, you know, get us set up with? Yes, I, I, I actually do. I actually do. And but it's but it's about a lot more than than, you know, um, it's not as simple as just saying I've got some money, therefore I need to trust. Sure. And, and so, but I'd, but I'd be happy to help out with that if somebody is going that direction. All right. Well, I mean, again, this is a pretty fun show. We're going to have to wrap it up here. Yeah, you know what? Sometimes it is. It has been a fun show, and you know what? Uh, I think it is a great time, guys. It is really a good time at the beginning of the day, of the year to look back on the previous year. You know, look at how things have done for you. Get the records, you know, put together. Get them. Uh, get get everything collected. Take a look at those documents. Make sure you're prepared. You know, we we, we want to you know plan for the best, but prepare for the worst, right? So so take the time to do it. You'll be very glad that you got it set up. This for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, host, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member Spinra SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.